this is for me very imminent and I'm, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about months, I'm talking about days and weeks. And how many people, luckily enough, there is always, biology has always a gray zone. And it is very clear that people who have been exposed prior to the vaccination uh, have better chances to survive than those who had no exposure, uh, have been vaccinated right away, even multiple times. But so th there is definitely a, a, a gray zone. It will be a continuum, a continuum from people who have asymptomatic infection, primarily the unvaccinated, to people who die suddenly from very severe disease within no time. There will be, of course, a whole range of intermediate cases, depending on, you know, uh, of course, the, uh, the, the, the number of vaccinations, the time point of vaccination, uh, whether you have been uh, part of a population that was vaccinated very, very aggressively eh, within a few months, where, of course, immune pressure is, is much, much higher. Uh, an, a number of factors will, of course, play to generate a kind of gray zone. But let me, let me be very, very clear. The damage will be enormous. And as I was saying, I can be excused for missing the timeline. I cannot be excused for conveying a message that is completely wrong. But somebody, somebody has to do it. And I, I don't like to do this, not at all. I have tears in my eyes when I say this, but you know, it is reality. It is reality. We have come to the point where GN1 is telling us it's the harbinger, you know, of, of uh, a new variant that will dramatically change the, the scene, just like Omicron did. Luckily enough, for Omicron, it was just about the infectiousness. For the new one, it will be about the virulence. And uh, so for me, it's very clear recess is over, you know, playtime is over. And uh, for me, all the discussions, all other discussions are at this point obsolete. This is the one that we don't control and that is evolving in an extremely dramatic way. Will the rate of mortality and morbidity start to exponentially increase? Now it's still maybe linear, I don't know. Will it exponentially increase? My answer is yes. People can look at this and this increase in mortality and morbidity rate will be in the vaccinated, not in the unvaccinated. But it will be difficult, of course, to have those, uh, those uh, figures. Will the unvaccinated in good health be affected? No. That is what we just uh, discussed. Will Africa be affected? The answer is also no. So people can verify the answers to those questions. It's not about me being right or wrong. It's about the disastrous situation that we are in and where I have to recommend all people who are thoroughly vaccinated to take antivirals. I would not wait because within no time you will see how this curse will start to grow exponentially. Take this, take this antivirus. I tell you one thing. The ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, have been forbidden. We were not allowed to take this. Doctors were not allowed to prescribe this. 
I will tell you that there will come mandates where health authorities will oblige people to take it, right? That is, that is how the situation will be completely inverted. And that is always what happens if you're trying to lie and to hide the truth. When this kind of crimes are committed at small scale, you can hide them. But this has now done at such a large scale. Nobody, nobody will be able to hide this. That is, that is 200% my conviction. If I were not 200% convinced, uh, I would not dare to show my face uh, here, right? That is, that is the level of my conviction. And I, I can share with you that I will, with family and friends, I will sit together next week uh, to see how we can prepare for this chaos that is, that is going to come. Hi, good evening to everyone. Thank you very much for joining us on this Thursday evening before Christmas. As we talk about the COVID pandemic and look at some of the issues that are coming up. Now, as usual, I mean, I've had a tremendous pleasure since March 2021 to speak with Gert van den Bosch. I'm proud to say that I was the very first person to interview him. And I've interviewed him on a number of occasions all through that time. I've interviewed him with Robert Malone. I've interviewed him with Dr. Shetty. And every time that I've interviewed him, he brings more to the table. So I feel very privileged to listen to him. And even though we talk live, I get the opportunity to ask him questions pre and post that really allows one to dig into his thinking and why it is that he speaks about what he does. So without further ado, I'll um, straight away bring Gert in. And hi, Gert, how are you doing? Hi, Philip. Uh, well, you know, uh, I've... Since this is a formality, I guess I will say I'm doing fine. But uh, in fact, that is not completely true. I Excellent. feel very, very concerned. Yes, I know the feeling, you know, Gert, because I, I have that an anxious feeling. And I keep on saying to people, I'm more worried now at this stage of the pandemic than I was even at the very beginning. And I was worried at the beginning of the pandemic. But just in case any of our viewers have never met you before. Do you mind just going over simply who are you and why are you speaking? Yeah, well, uh, uh, I, I will start with my background. I have uh, a background in uh, veterinary medicine and um, I specialized in uh, virology and uh, molecular biology, immunology, that was uh, a long time ago at the University uh, of uh, Berlin, the Robert Koch Institute. And um, I also um, uh, specialized in uh, environmental uh, virology, microbiology. And from there, I moved on to uh, the uh, vaccine industry, where I worked as well in early development as in uh, late development, I uh, was responsible for uh, adjuvant development, uh, especially working in the preclinical department. Uh, so worked with uh, three uh, big uh, vaccine uh, companies, 
And then I uh, moved on to work with Global Health, first uh, with the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation as uh, uh, the program um, um, manager, uh, program officer in vaccine discovery, and uh, later on with uh, Gavi, the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization, where I worked as the uh, program manager for the uh, Ebola program. And uh, yeah, besides that, I've been doing uh, my own uh, research on uh, NK cell and natural killer cell based uh, vaccines. So uh, I was uh, very much interested in um, uh, vaccines, of course, but essentially vaccines uh, for tackling global uh, problems, not uh, personalized medicine, but uh, vaccines to, that could uh, help um, many, many people on the globe. So uh, when I saw then uh, that uh, the purpose of uh, the vaccine against SARS-CoV-2 was to do mass vaccination uh, after the pandemic had already started, I knew that this was going to have exactly, exactly the opposite effect of benefiting uh, people uh, uh, on the globe. So uh, I knew from the very, very beginning that uh, there was nothing so predictable than the detrimental, the disastrous consequences that mass vaccination in the middle of a pandemic would have. And therefore I've uh, uh, continued uh, raising my voice and uh, ringing the alarm bell and uh, sharing my thoughts, uh, warning people, raising awareness, uh, you name it. So we're going to have to tie it together now, Gert. And um, here is the the reality. We we have a lot of people who are concerned and who are worried about what is going to happen next. And as I know, it's very difficult to predict timing. But what what I am seeing as I think about it clinically and I look at what the trends are, the excess deaths in the UK and so on. I am anticipating this to just exponentially rise. Are we talking about, you know, a few hundreds of thousands or is this millions of people across the world who are going to be very significantly affected? And I'm talking about mortality here. I'm not talking about just people getting sick. Mm. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are definitely that the losses will be tremendous. And I hate to say this, especially now uh, just before Christmas. It's, I hate myself for saying this, but somebody must tell what is, what is going on right now. And I mean, uh, I, can, I can get an excuse for missing the timeline. But I very well, I'm not an unscrupulous person. I cannot get, ex, uh, get excused for conveying a message that is not true. I cannot, I cannot be excused for that. I must be excused for the fact that I missed the timeline. This was because of the immune refocusing. Remember, the immune refocusing drives immune escape, but it allows the immune system to come back a little bit, to recover a little bit. And that is at the advantage of the virus, because in this way, it can prolong the period of viral spread and therefore survival. But it means that, in fact, it all progressed relatively slowly. But you heard me saying very importantly 
this game is over. There is no immune refocusing anymore because the infection mitigating effect is now triggered by CTL responses, no longer by the antibody responses. So there is no recovery from the immune, uh, of, of the immune system. That is one thing. The other thing is that the immune pressure on this conserved antigenic site within the N-terminal domain is a very small, just like the receptor binding, it's a very small domain. So there is no immune refocusing anymore. It, this thing now goes forward goes very fast, and all the immune pressure is now on this small domain. So the transformation into a variant that will uh, prevent the, uh, this uh, infection or this virulence-inhibiting antibodies still from attaching to this site, this is, for me, very imminent, and I'm, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about months. I'm talking about days and weeks. And how many people, luckily enough, there is always, biology has always a gray zone. And it is very clear that people who have been exposed prior to the vaccination uh, have better chances to survive than those who had no exposure, uh, have been vaccinated right away, even multiple times, but so th there is definitely a, a, a gray zone. It will be a continuum, a continuum from people who have asymptomatic infection, primarily the unvaccinated, to people who die suddenly from very severe disease within no time. There will be, of course, a whole range of intermediate cases depending on, you know, uh, of course, the, uh, the, the number of vaccinations, the time point of vaccination, uh, whether you have been uh, part of a population that was vaccinated very, very aggressively eh, within a few months, where, of course, immune pressure is, is much, much higher. Uh, a, a number of factors will, of course, play to generate a kind of gray zone. But let me, let me be very, very clear. The damage will be enormous. And as I was saying, I can be excused for missing the timeline. I cannot be excused for conveying a message that is completely wrong. But somebody, somebody has to do it. And I, I don't like to do this, not at all. I have tears in my eyes when I say this. But, you know, it is reality. It is reality. We have come to the point where GN1 is telling us it's the harbinger, you know, of, of uh, a new variant that will dramatically change the, the scene, just like Omicron did. Luckily enough, for Omicron, it was just about the infectiousness. For the new one, it will be about the virulence. And uh, so for me, it's very clear recess is over, you know, playtime is over. And uh, for me, all the discussions, all other discussions are at this point obsolete. This is the one that we don't control and that is evolving in an extremely dramatic way. And our public health authorities are doing as if nothing were. Just observing, looking where this is going, saying we have endemicity, we have herd immunity, we will need 
to live with the virus and we will do yearly yearly vaccination. It is, I'm sorry to say this, I'm weighing my words. This is complete bullshit. It's dangerous bullshit what, uh, what they are, the, the kind of messages uh, they, are, uh, they are spreading. And uh, I'm, I'm also completely pissed off with all the scientists who are blindly, blindly following this narrative. And as I was saying, they should do their ELISA uh, ELISAs on these antibodies, for example, to see that these are not uh, truly neutralizing antibodies. And they we should look at the titers. They should do these titers after like several weeks. Already some publications are showing that the neutralizing effect you were showing, Philip, that uh, a lot of these, um, uh, the, these neutralizing antibodies against a lot of these new variants were much lower. If you now look at the neutralizing titers against GN1, and the so-called neutralizing titers, they are extremely low. So it is very, very clearly showing that, you know, the infection mitigating, mitigating effect, we can no longer rely on the antibodies. It's now the CTLs. Those guys have no mercy because there is no immunity focusing uh, involved anymore. They spread uh, and, and the virus spread, of course, because it is under this infection mitigating uh, pressure. It, 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 it has become GN1 very, very infectious. And, you know, to prove that I, that I am right, I will give you the answers. I put this on paper to five questions. First of all, will the chain of more and more infectious variants stop? My answer is yes. People can verify this. We will not have yet another simply more infectious variant that is going to displace and outpace uh, GN1. So that is one very clear answer. Second question, will uh, a new uh, variant, a new completely different variant emerge in highly vaccinated countries? Uh, completely new. So that is the one that is going to cause virulence in highly vaccinated populations. My answer is yes. Will the rate of mortality and morbidity start to exponentially increase? Now it's still maybe linear, I don't know. Will it exponentially increase? My answer is yes. People can look at this. And this increase in mortality and morbidity rate will be in the vaccinated, not in the unvaccinated. But it will be difficult, of course, to have those, uh, those uh, figures. Will the unvaccinated in good health be affected? No. That is what we just uh, discussed. Will Africa be affected? The answer is also no. So people can verify the answers to those questions. It's not about me being right or wrong. It's about the disastrous situation that we are in and where I have to recommend all people who are thoroughly vaccinated to take antivirals. I would not wait because within no time you will see how this curve will start to grow exponentially. Take this, take this antivirus. I tell you one thing. The ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, have been forbidden. We were not allowed to take this. Doctors were not allowed to prescribe this. I will tell you that there will come mandates where health authorities will oblige people to take it, right? That is, that is how the situation will be completely inverted. And that is always what happens if you're trying to lie and to hide the truth. When this kind of crimes are committed at small scale, you can hide them. But this has now done at such a large scale. 
nobody, nobody will be able to hide this. That is, that is 200% my conviction. Sorry, uh, Philip, for taking uh, so much time. No, this is, this is, it, I, I usually like to just listen and reflect on what you're saying. And I think you're absolutely right. I think that, I think even now, there may still be a window of opportunity to suppress the viral spread if they did exactly as you said. I think they just, either they don't understand how it could help or they don't want to understand how it could help. But either way, the history is going to show that mm. by not trying at this point, those who supported that are not going to be on the right side of history. Mm. At this point, anything that could potentially work should be used. I agree with you, uh, Gert, that we are facing an, a monumental crisis. I don't know if it's already too late, but I think that to do absolutely nothing is is horrific. We, we should never get into a situation where we do nothing. Final word on this here, Gert. Uh, when you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, Philippe, when, you, when I hear myself, you know, sharing this, I'm thinking by myself, for God's sake, I mean, how would this be possible? I mean, this has never happened before. How all of a sudden mankind could be facing such a disaster? You know, as a human being, I cannot accept this, right? I can only accept this as a scientist, but I cannot accept this as a, and, and you know, instinctively, you know, so some voices tell me here, this cannot be true, this cannot happen, there must be a way out, something is, is, is going to happen to mitigate this, etc. But I can tell one thing, is that I have done my homework. I have done it in a very thorough way, very profoundly, I have collected all these pieces of the puzzle and I've put them together. And therefore, when I was telling you uh, the, the, what we are seeing right now with the, the, the surge in mortality and, and hospitalization rates and, and the type of the changes uh, in the virus and the fulminant spread of the virus, etc. These are additional pieces that because I have done my homework before, I can easily fit in. I can easily put those pieces in the right position. Those who have not been doing that homework and uh, putting the piece of the puzzle together, but were only puzzled about the evolution of the whole thing, cannot do this. So I must say I have ruled out everything else and the likelihood that all these elements, you have seen elements of biophysics, you have seen elements of immunology, you have seen elements of, of virology, of vaccinology, come together in a way that it doesn't violate any of the rules of the laws of these disciplines. Yeah, Then, I mean, it cannot be otherwise. It cannot be otherwise than that is the truth. And again, if I were not 200% convinced, uh, I would not dare to show my face uh, here, right? That is, that is the level of my conviction. And I, I can share with you that I will, with family and friends, I will sit together next week uh, to see how we can prepare 
for this chaos that is that is going to come, but where health authorities, you know, do as if nothing were because GN1 is not more virulent than the others, right? And it's it's like a, a volcanologist who is trying to predict an eruption of a volcano. If he would just look at the fissures and the cracks at the surface of the earth, I think the likelihood that they would be able to predict an eruption is very remote. What the right, you know, volcanologists do is that they do all kinds of examinations, gas emissions and, uh, you know, changing magnetic fields, seismographic uh, registration of earthquakes, etc., etc. And, you know, to see what is going on underneath the surface. Our health authorities and experts have only been looking at the surface, whereas the whole thing is under the surface. That is where uh, the whole thing and, and, and where the lava is, is, is rising right now, right? So that is what I mean with is that um, I consider that, you know, I have ruled out everything and that, uh, you know, even if it is a very dire message, it for me, it cannot be anything else but the truth. Thank you very much, Gert. Thank you very much to everyone who has been with us. This, I mean, it's been heavy science and I'll have to go back through some of it. But I think what anybody who has listened to Garth knows is that he is speaking from the heart. He has a genuine conviction and a genuine concern for humanity. And he's willing to stand up and make his voice heard. That is a tremendous gift to the world, Garth. And um, no matter what happens next, I think that we all who have listened and have heard this are appreciative of what you have done. And um, may that continue. As I have always said, I don't mind you being wrong, Gert. I'd be happy to let people laugh at you because, you know, wow, you said this and it was wrong. But if you are right, we are all going to face a very, very difficult time. Mm. Thank you to everyone. Yeah. And thanks, Philip, for uh, giving me the opportunity to share this, even though I realize it's not a pleasant a pleasant message. Wonderful. Thank you. Just stay with me, Gert. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great evening. Yeah.